Welcome to What's My Thesis. I'm your host, Javier Proenza, and today my guest is Elmer Guevara. Uh, you are an Angelino, right? Like, you are legit born and raised. You said South Central? Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. I was homegrown, pretty much. Uh, my uh, my parents came here in the 80s. and I was from, from El Salvador? From El Salvador, yeah. They were... Uh, they were fleeing the civil war and which was pretty dirty we've cut, talked about it a few times on this show. yeah how much yeah. do you know about that we don't um, have to start with the darkness of it but i know a little bit from them like yeah. you know more testimony thing from them but uh most of what i know is like based on research that i've done my own like i've read memoirs and seen a lot of documentaries that i found uh -huh. um I've also had the chance to visit a museum that's based on the on the war in in El Salvador. El Salvador. So uh, I, I mean, I know plenty, and I use a lot of imagery from it from different uh, sources of media. So yeah, I've seen, but never experienced it, obviously. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's interesting. It is a. It's always interesting. I always find like the. The Americanos from a global south. You're first generation, so I have that in common with you. Yeah, yeah. Where, like, you speak Spanish still? I do. I do. Uh, I do. It's, uh, I think I was mentioning earlier that it's, like, a, it's a really nice thing to, like, still have. And uh, it's really nice to be able to use it, you know, yeah. and wherever I go or whatever. And uh, you do connect to people who don't speak English and speak Spanish more, or, like, that's their first language. You do connect more directly with people because yeah, speaking, yeah, yeah you know so uh and you realize that they're also they also don't like immigration <laughs> yeah 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 it's uh, one of the greatest ironies of the language barrier is that if you talk to latinos they're like uh no yeah because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're trying to run away i think it's unfortunate that they don't not not everybody that comes over here knows the 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 full history of like because it's American history, you know what I mean? For sure. And like, <laughs> some of us have to like, it's hard to take that shit on. You've come over here and you don't necessarily want to go back and be like, burdened by the, like, you don't want to victimize yourself to the to the American system, you know, what? to the American empire. For so, sure. so I get like, that's a lot of Cuban people are like, no, nah, it's great over here. <laughs> I actually, uh, I actually worked with a Cuban dude when I was in New York. And, oh, yeah. Uh, and like, uh, I mean, like. Obviously, I I went to I went through school like the school system and uh, it it could be pretty liberal in a lot of ways and, in New York. Uh, yeah, I mean like yeah, where I studied at at Hunter, like it had like a lot of it did have some like stuff that was like a little linked to Marxist, but it felt pretty liberal like in terms of like the theories that I would study there. But uh, the Cuban dude that I work with, he was like like all for like capitalism, like he's like that's the shit that works and nothing nothing else, you know. So. It'd be crazy, like to to talk to him about like his upbringing and how much he disliked it in Cuba, yeah, because yeah. of stuff like that, yeah. Well, I think that that shit happened in the fifties, so it's like it's you, there's no there, the, there's not a, there's not enough of a, like a Cuban history, yeah, without the embargo and all of that. It's it gets very complicated. You that that's what I mean about like with Cubans, like it's really hard to talk to them about like any kind, like they are so skittish about any talk, talk of communism because like. They, you know, their parents lived through a rev or their grandparents lived through a revolution. Their parent, mm -hmm. my parents lived through it. You know, they were like so. There's also like a weird thing because they, um, it wasn't until Obama implemented wet foot, dry foot that we didn't have open borders because people were like, you know, it like th it was a sanctuary th situation for yeah, them. Yeah, you know, yeah. like they yeah. so. So like my parents came, they only had to stay in the U.S. for 15 years, and they got immigration. 
like or they uh, they got their they they got U.S. citizenship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, it's a very like Cubans have been treated very differently. Like, or their experience of empire is very different. For you sure, know? for sure. I I I actually got to visit it. I've I, never been. I have. Yeah, yeah, I was there once. Uh, maybe about I'd say like four years ago I went, and uh, it's it it's it's a trip. It's a really trippy like capsule sort of thing, yeah, yeah. you know. But uh, being able to go to their museums and see how different their art is too, it's like oh, super interesting, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's very cool. Um, so then, what kind of imagery are you? Well, let's let's do a, a pretty like I want to congratulate you publicly yeah. on you just got uh, uh rep you signed or represented. How's how was the what's uh, the, the his representation? You, you got representation yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. through uh, through Charlie James, which is a very dope space that i think uh a lot of us that are in the scene like quite a bit so that's a pretty big yeah yeah big event. um yeah it's 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 pretty fresh you yeah know, it's a pretty fresh thing uh, well, still, then, but, uh, then we get to ex we get to talk about the excitement without the delusion yet for sure for <laughs> sure um yeah it's uh it, it's you know they're, they're i'd see them as a staple in la and yeah. so uh being a part of the roster there and being among others that are in the roster that are like you know some of the greats that I've seen around here, uh, so it, it's it's a super privileged yeah, position yeah. to like be in, I think, and I'm super thankful to join and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you have a show there, and then mid midway through the show, you got uh, you got signed. Can we talk a little bit about, or you got um, rapper? You you, they, you, I think you can. You say, say sign, sign it right? Sounds it's like, like a sign. It, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like yeah, a it, record label. It's it's it's. I think I think the two terms work. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. See how far that is from <laughs> no 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 it, it, it from my reality. Some people do say it that way, so it's yeah, yeah. it's not a it's not for sure. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. so then, like, what is so thematically? You mentioned that some of the uh, research that you've done about El Salvador mm -hmm. um, shows up in the work. What what like are you you what in what context like? Are you going doing historical like painting about okay. like? Go ahead. It's uh so I think one direct way that I do it is like I use this uh transfer technique. Like if you see my work, a lot of a lot of the limbs and the figures have these graphic imagery that I they're basically photos that I've collaged and manipulate through different like Photoshop and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And those imagery that I pull that does derive from that Civil War era, they do come from like uh, screenshots of videos or films that try to recreate those uh, mm -hmm. those historic moments, right? And so uh, I also look at a lot of different books that are like photography books from that time of photographers that were going into the country during the war and taking documentation, right? So I'm looking at all that sort of stuff whatever i can find online as well and, and so i kind of take clippings and manipulate it and crop stuff and make collages essentially digitally and then uh those get implemented and kind of get inputted into the surface of the canvas that then i later add paint or a technical question how are you transferring them um Is so like i linseed oil or no, something no no it's a gel it's a gel, gel medium. medium yeah cool. pretty pretty traditional like how it's done cool. uh yeah, it's a pretty old technique, and um, yeah, just you know, I what's what's I think difficult about it is like making it the collage more mm -hmm. so, warping it, and then 
measuring it out first so it has like a nice fit in the area that i put it in uh-huh. it's kind of like what the challenge is i think does it read like how does it read i actually haven't seen them up close it's i haven't been to the show yet unfortunately it's okay (laughs) (laughs) so in terms of texture it's a it's actually a very smooth uh finish okay it's a little bit smoother than the way i apply paint so it does change a little in terms of how it's applied um yeah so it's just a little smoother but it's like it's also very ghostly so it's like when you see it I think from a distance before you walk up to the painting, like it kind of looks like texture. Okay. More than it like images. Okay. Because it's very airy. And uh, so it's kind of a slow read because I also apply paint on top a little, like very translucent paint layers. So it takes a little bit of a while to get into it while walking into it and then seeing it, you know. But does it read like uh, tattoos when you when you warp it on? Is that the intention? I mean, not always um because you said on limbs that's what i'm trying to yeah yeah yeah. um it's a lot of people read it as tattooing okay it's the only thing that's different is that i'm actually trying to make it feel like a liquid like more okay. so or something that's like floating inside of those limbs okay and uh that's just based on like kind of like the inherited trauma uh theme that i used to and then, so the imagery is playing a role of like memory that's like living inside of our yeah, yeah, yeah. figure body yeah so uh so it's it's very airy but it does resemble tattoos and a lot of people do read them as like tattoos and stuff uh-huh. but uh but sometimes i'll have like little toddlers like that are full of it so it's like <laughs> it's kind of inked up toddlers. Yeah, yeah yeah so it's kind of funny but uh i think it's like i think it's slightly different than tattooing because tattooing you kind of choose what you on your body yeah yeah opposed to like the way that i'm seeing it with the it floating inside the figure it's more of like what's being passed on to you without willingly you know yeah Yeah. well can can, is that is that heavy to talk about are you comfortable talking about like what that trauma i mean it's uh i mean because we've just we've talked we've addressed it a little bit but we haven't talked about it specifically like how do you feel yeah i mean because i can tell you how i feel about it like see you (laughs) (laughs) it's uh it's confusing a little because i don't know too much about it and my family's like they haven't been very open about it either you know so i think a lot of salvadoran families that came during that time chose to kind of shut it out yeah yeah so i think it it's just me trying to like I don't know. I know it's in me somehow because it came through them, you know. So I'm just like constantly just wondering like what those experiences were to them and what sort of that experience makes me or, you know, I just psychologically I'm thinking of what's been passed on to me. And then uh, and then to add to that on top, like my upbringing kind of has like some some moments of trauma as well, like Mm -hmm. growing up in South Central and and in the late 90s, like, you know, well, I mean, it could also be argued that that's a continuation right because if you had been able to thrive in your country without imperialism yeah. infe- affecting it socialism might have thrived for sure. you know like I, they- I mean cuba part of like it the, the latin american thing cuba is like a linchpin in all of that because they're the villain yeah yeah you know and then it it's kind of like um like Cuba gives all the doctors, right? And then they, and then now, now, like when you when you're getting doctors from Cuba, then you're on the bed, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I do wonder, like, I do wonder, like, what would happen if, like, it wasn't like, all that stuff that happened. I would have probably been born in the old country, you know, yeah, opposed yeah. to coming here. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think it is connected. You know, they came to a low income neighborhood because obviously they were migrating here. So, yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. My parents, I think that the, 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 in Miami, there was a white flight that yeah. was very, very big. And there's, you can still see the parts of like, of the city that are, that were like kind of zoned and hard to, easy to get into, but hard to get out of. Okay. Like, you know, like not a lot of exits into the other part. Yeah. Uh, like Hialeah, I feel is a little bit like that. Like you go blocks and blocks and blocks and you can't cross this one canal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's interesting that, that you guys also had that because South Central yeah, also yeah. did, you know, it, it was a, it was a white neighborhood in the sixties and fifties. Yeah. yeah. But, but then what's interesting about Miami is that just like, you know, everybody came like all the capitalists all the hungry capitalists came right yeah, so yeah, yeah. or they were they were like like uh people that were dispossessed in their youth they lost all of their their wealth but because america was like was playing that game with them they're like ah yeah you guys can have miami yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then like you go to miami there's nowhere you can go without speaking spanish whereas over here there's generations of mexicans that don't speak any spanish it's just you know? been here so long i mean also yeah. too especially la being a part of mexico at one point you know? yeah so it's i mean yeah it's just the border, yeah, <laughs> border moved yeah yeah, yeah 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 um yeah it's interesting for sure well the whole thing with cuba was that it was like a vassal state right like it was the it was super corrupt they they had uh bautista yeah yeah and uh wait is that him maybe oh fuck now no, my cred is gone this is before <laughs> this is before castro right? yeah, yeah. yeah yeah um what yeah batista not bautista uh, Batista was the okay. was the president. He was like he was the guy that that uh, Castro overthrew. But yeah, it's it's crazy because the shit like you know like people talk about the exoduses right like um you know and like after Trump came in like because you were you went four years ago so that was pre no that was during the during, Trump year yeah, yeah that yeah. was during the Trump years so that's like when the embargo came back. And, I think I think I it was probably like right after I was there. Like oh, when, the, when, they, when when it came back. When yeah. it came back. So oh. I got to go. It was it was exciting, dude. Yeah. It was yeah. really exciting to see everything there. Yeah. Apparently that was like the good period. But but because it but it's like what you were saying about it being a time capsule, it's like they have like cars from the fifties and shit because they don't get new stuff. Yeah, no, <laughs> but it's uh it just kinda showed too how ingenium they are. You know, yeah, it's yeah. just like tripping out because like you see like a fucking beautiful shell but like a Plymouth or some shit, right? And like uh but you see, like you see it break down, like the taxis will break down, and they'll pop it open. It's like a fucking Honda engine in there or something. <laughs> it's like a like case wild one. shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I saw sorts of like crazy ones like that. But yeah, just to sit in those cars, that especially coming from LA, you know, car culture here. So it was like uh, it was a really cool thing to sit yeah. in those whips, man. And I was just like, whoa, it was really really cool. <laughs> I, I walked a lot too, though. Uh, I only I only spent time in Havana, so yeah. yeah. I walked a lot too, though. But whenever we did like travel a little out, we'd take those cabs, and it was cool. Man. Yeah, yeah. it's a really, really, really cool thing to sit in for sure. What was so like for me? Here's a question for me: like when I moved to LA, there was definitely a lot of things to get used to. What are the things that you noticed when you moved to New York? Obviously, New York has its it's its own thing. It's pretty aggressive. Have you lived anywhere else other than New York? No, no. So it's just been here and about three years in new york on and off how was how was the east coast did you find it as abrasive as as uh, as most people say it is it was it was pretty uh it was a lot more aggressive for sure than la i feel like people here like it is a big city so you are moving a lot here too but it feels a little bit slightly more mellow i would say like mm -hmm. people are a little bit 
I would say calmer here about things. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. not not everyone, but at least that's the way that it feels. It feels when I come back, right? In New York was like you jump off at Kennedy or LaGuardia or whatever, and you're like, you gotta hit the <laughs> ground, like literally sprinting. You know, things yeah, are yeah, just yeah. moving so quickly, and uh, so it was adjusting to the speed uh-huh. was one, uh, and then uh, you know the cost of living there was okay. like. Com- like a- even higher than here which was crazy already to think yeah. about that because i'm like shit it's already expensive here but going over there was just like a little little bit more it's the first time you live somewhere else right yeah yeah. you traveled though right yeah a lot yeah. Where, I, where, where have you been where, where do you like um i've been to europe italy spain and france are you like are you into like renaissance classical painting and stuff like that because yeah, you're pretty technically very much okay man, so yeah. that was what brought you out to italy that interest or uh, just i was actually there for a show both times i went to italy were for shows but the second time was i had the solo opening did the show thing for a bit and then i spent like an extra five days there and so we were in milan and then went down to rome yeah, yeah. to see all the stuff and uh it's great uh it's it's amazing because it's a lot of the stuff that you covered during art history to see it in person and i'm a big fan of it obviously so it was just like a crazy experience to be to be in front of all that stuff you know and not just that like the the golden ratio architecture right like where you're like oh (laughs) and the food yeah like and the food was just like wow it was incredible (laughs) i I grew up there when i was little in rome so so that's why i got excited when you mentioned italy yeah yeah yeah. that's those were my that that's how i got into art that's so cool i mean it must have been crazy i do i did wonder when i was walking around like damn like these kids that grow up in the city have like just take the bus man damn and like to have the access of all that stuff there is incredible dude they don't take it for granted either and you know what they do out there they do this thing called ramukiare, which is just go pick up girls, <laughs> <laughs> like tourist ladies. Yeah, 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 yeah. I bet. I mean, it's 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 a lot of tourism there for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, a, it's its own cultural thing. So yeah, I've been uh, been to Europe, uh, been to Cuba, in the Caribbean, been obviously to Mexico City, uh, been to a couple places in South America too. Have you have you ever been back to El Salvador? Yeah, I was there twenty twenty one. Yeah. yeah we don't have to talk about what's going on now yeah yeah it's because it, <laughs> i don't even know <laughs> but it's pretty i mean it's 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 kind of crazy dude like i know a lot of people don't agree with what's happening there yeah yeah but it's really cool to like be able to visit your family and, and not and yeah, not yeah. worry dude yeah, yeah. And that's like that's why i didn't go for so long you yeah, know yeah. and to go back was like it was great yeah. yeah but you know yeah for sure it's it just, just all of that stuff seems like anything that uh right wing seems like it's got like the american <laughs> seal of approval <laughs> like the Hondur- the open air prison that they're trying to turn honduras into it's yeah, really it, scary it, yeah uh but um but it's nice that you got to visit but yeah like the uh all of that like it's it, it it it's so hard to be from cultures where you're like where it just your history makes you sad. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, it, I agree. I <laughs> for agree. like for years, you know. <laughs> yeah. But um, okay. So then, wh- tell me a little bit because uh, when um, when I talked to Josh, we yeah. talked a little bit about like life in South Central, and I did not realize it was as crazy as it was. Yeah. Just like I mean, it just seems like. 
like like it was it was pretty wild so you mentioned we don't have to go like i mean we or you can say what you were gonna say go no ahead. go ahead go ahead uh i was gonna ask like you mentioned what is there like is that what you mean by trauma like in growing up here because you mentioned that there was like the generational element which i think the generational element is really interesting because from what you were saying it sounds like you're dealing with the emotional like hurt that you experience like you feel it it's radiating from the people from your family members that don't want to talk about it because they don't want to talk about it and then you have to access it yourself for sure and then to some degree there's also like maybe a um like it's 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 hard to not be able to like learn these things and then like obviously you don't want to talk to your parents about it yeah. but but then now you're carrying it independently you know what i mean and like as as a as a youngster like you know cuz all of the cuban shit is all about spies and yeah. it has like intrigue yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know like oh my, like my mom dated a guy that got busted who was a professor at at, uh, at at fiu that got busted for being a spy yeah yeah <laughs> and uh, all of that is probably hype you, your guys is like um much more vis- visceral right there's yeah. like a lot more active violence ours is about starvation and 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 I think that and, and you know political prisoners and like mm. torture and stuff like that, which is much more CIA kind of like spy novelly, which I think is why like Cubans get obsessed with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I think too. Uh, I think I want to say probably the biggest reason why I like gravitate to the past history a lot is because like we uh, we did have casualties in our family as well. Oh wow! So it's certain people too that are gone that I. Uh, didn't get to meet and stuff so i i I constantly ponder on it i think the other thing too is because it caught me off guard i didn't know for a long time why my parents left yeah yeah until i was a little older and i found out you know like how old were you uh probably a teenager or something dude they honestly never brought it up like i just thought they were just here like every other family you know until Mm. I, i realized that oh shit you and like a bunch of other people came here because of a reason that something was happening you know so so I, I being super curious about it, that's how I started to dig up on it because I'm like, whoa, like, oh shit, something happened. That's why you came here, yeah. you know? Because I would remember my mom specifically talking a lot about like how the old times were, like where they were able to like walk around at night and they were able to do things that were pretty sound for any sort of like society, right? And, uh, and then knowing why they left and figuring out that there was actual conflict going on and that's how I started to look into it more, you know. Yeah. Uh, became super interested because of it being kept away from me for forever, almost until I was old enough to know, you know. So, uh, so that's that's what drove me to like. What was your early like? Because obviously, when you are first generation, mm-hmm. you're very much aware that you are not like, especially here, you're very aware that you're not Mexican, although you probably lumped in a lot, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what was, before you got into that, what was your conception of it being Salvadoran? So it was kind of cool in a way, dude, because I grew up in like, a, I would call it, it's called like a vecinda. Okay. Know? So, but it's basically like, it was like eight apartments that were just all flat, like basically like simple box architecture apartments. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it was just like eight apartments that were all like flat apartments that I grew up in in South Central. And uh, lucky enough, I grew up in a hub. 
that was like pretty much like we all kind of knew each other or we were either cousins but they were all sort of from like very close region in El Salvador that mm-hmm. all lived there like we probably had like one Mexican neighbor and then the rest of us were all like Salvadoran mm-hmm. so I knew like I knew what I was and I knew that I was different than Mexican kids yeah, also yeah. because at school you know so like people kind of carried it with them like oh shit I'm Mexican and so I knew I was like oh shit I'm not that you know yeah, yeah my yeah. music sounds different the food I eat looks different like yeah, all yeah. this stuff I kind of knew because my parents always did their thing the way that they would do it back home you know so I grew up with it and I knew it was it sounded different than other things that I saw so so yeah I think once I got into like I don't know maybe as far back as like first grade I kind of knew it was like oh shit like we're we're a different yeah, yeah. culture you know so uh but yeah, I mean, it's uh, it kind of grew pride too. I grew pride because of it too, because I knew it was like a smaller thing here. What what kind of cultural heritage that is not war and awful, sad? Yeah. <laughs> do you do, have you discovered? I mean, because we that shit's so heavy, we'll probably get back to it. For but sure. I want to, uh, <laughs> you know, I think I think the food, the music. Uh, the the food for sure is very like its own thing yeah, and yeah. it's cool because we uh we bring all that stuff out during the holidays you know even though we do celebrate like american holidays like thanksgiving or whatever um <laughs> we don't cook turkey like we yeah. cook like our our own dishes you know and stuff like that I, i'm sure like a lot of immigrant families do their own thing that way too but yeah for sure like that's been a one thing that's like far from like just the war thing and and music Mm-hmm. cumbias you know like cumbias are like are the thing there you know i know it's a colombian there it comes from colombia or, or i think that's where it was first like done but but there's a big uh there's a big thing there with cumbias too in uh, in el salvador so so the music's slightly different um so those two things for sure like you know uh the happier side i would say yeah yeah, yeah. All right, now back to the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, no, that I mean that that's really interesting because all those cultural experiences, I mean, they get so so washed, you know, in 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 terms of like how people perceive you and, yeah. and whatnot. And then like it is interesting when we like because um, the other thing that I would say that is is kind of one of the things that like maybe. I've experienced you. You said that you mentioned earlier that New York was a lot more liberal and less Marxist. I <laughs> so is is Marxism something that you feel like you you because I know a dude who's uh, who who's Salvadoran I've yeah. had him on the show yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeltsin Pinado which is like a Russian last name mm. I don't <laughs> think I know him but no 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 I wasn't saying it like yeah, that yeah. I'm just saying that like he has a very like uh, Russian inspired you know so like Soviet well I mean I guess it's from the fall which is kind of interesting yeah yeah but like do you feel like socialism is like a big because I mean that's part of what the war well like I I like yeah like my parents I remember them telling me that like the the guerrilla forces would go in because they 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 were raised in a very rural like very mountainy like area Mm -hmm. so a lot of the from what I think, I, from what I understand, is that a lot of the guerrilla forces, like that's kind of what they occupied mostly, uh, was like the mountains. And those to are the cities. right wing, the, or the who who were who were the, those were the uh, those were the, the socialists or the yeah yeah yeah. Okay. yeah yeah those were uh, I think they were following communist uh, ideologies though. 
Okay. But like, yeah, they would go up to these towns and like try to like basically like recruit people. But a lot of it was recruitment through like these talks that they would have. Uh, I remember my mom also telling me that like churches were kind of in on it. So when you would go to church, like the church would kind of speak of these newer ideas, you know, that mm-hmm. they were uh, they were bringing out that there were more communist based, right? But uh, yeah, like I, I I remember growing up and like my mom telling me crazy stuff that I didn't know, I didn't understand until later. I'm like, oh shit, it's because they kind of like were told certain things, you know? But like, she would always say like shit, like, yo, it's not, it's not a crime. It's not like stealing if you steal from the rich, sort of. Yeah, You yeah, know yeah, what yeah. I'm saying? Like they, they kind of like had that drilled in them, but I think it's, it comes from like communicating with these people that were kind of bringing in these ideas to these yeah. little towns you well know? that's it's it's surprisingly similar to la revolution you know yeah yeah it's like the the campus and i think a lot of uh i mean people cubans will debate me on this <laughs> but my grandparents have told me that they at first were into it and then yeah. they you know then they found out that they, they, they yeah then they got out. all their shit taken away yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean i think it was kind of like sorry it's like a similar thing there i think that was like trying to happen well, I mean, yeah, that like that's kind of why it, uh, Che was not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not. It's probably not a coincidence that your last name is Guevara. For sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm not related to him in any way, but uh, <laughs> at least not that I know. But not that you uh, know. um, but yeah, there, there was. I a mean, bunch he would have had to, had to get around a lot <laughs> since the fifties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I. Uh, so yeah, it's a. Uh, it's interesting to like, kind of like. I, I saw those little glimpses of that happening in the in the household as well, you know. So you think so? Your parents were for were in support of the socialist uh, revolution, or so I had I had uh, I had two uncles. I had a couple uncles actually, and a couple cousins that fought with the military. Are you good talking about this? Is, yeah, is, I, I don't want to make it all. No, about, but no, this is no. super interesting, and I don't no, think most totally people know fine. about it. It's totally fine. Cool, so cool, I cool. had family kind of like on both both. Both parties. Both, both sides. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it just kind of just kind of happened, I guess. I think whenever there's civil war, there's always like that where. But there were also, uh, it wasn't just like, I mean, there were also the, uh, the what's it called? The, um, the, the U.S. trained, uh, what are they called? The, the people that, that, went, that, that uh, did El Mozote. Yeah, but that that was like the that was essentially the 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 military, like the the, oh, so the that, country's military. The country's military. Yeah, yeah. So the the campesinos and everyone else was like the other party. Basically. But those guys were like, I mean, because there's like a huge cover up with uh, John John Abrams, I think it is, it, who like who just got assigned into the uh, Biden administration. Yeah, it was like it, like uh, there's that video of Ilhan Omar chewing him out back when Ilhan Omar like did stuff like that. Yeah, but like um. Yeah, man. I mean, the U.S. was heavily involved in supporting that military. For sure. Right? I don't. Like, I don't know too much about like the name you just brought up, that person. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, there is definitely like the School of the Americas. Yeah, like, that's okay. The School of the Americas. No, that stuff. Yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. Yeah. All that was like coming into there too. You know? Yeah, yeah. It was part of it for sure. Yeah. Like American, and the, and they always do that. They have like very American. Like they had the uh, in Venezuela. They had the um, what's his what's his name. Um. Juan Guan Guaido. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you seen the videos of that no, guy? No. Like, oh man. So the, he was in Congress like 
during the Trump years and like all the Democrats and the Republicans were like, yeah, he's the new president of Venezuela. As soon as like Biden needed money like or needed oil from them, like recently, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, they were like, ah, okay, Maduro, <laughs> what's up, president? And then now this guy, when he's like walking around like uh, Venezuela, because like, I think he had to flee to Miami. Okay. But while he was, he would go, there's video of him in a restaurant where like people are just trying to beat his ass and like ripping his clothes off and stuff like that. And it's so funny, like when people are like, like whenever you see, I'm not going to say what wars are happening right now because it's a little hot topicy on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. But it's so funny when people are like, yeah, this new leader, because they did that for Guaido. <laughs> and there's there's always a new like, resistance fighter that is like you know carrying the fight and he's the legitimate person and it's like all for capitalism for sure <laughs> for sure it's uh it's i feel like it's kind of rare when it benefits the people from yeah. those countries you know so yeah i think yeah. also like mexicans don't really have the same i mean they have they they have a lot of like uh they're on the border so they eat they 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 eat a lot of american imperialism Sure. But it's interesting, like, now they're talking about, like, going in and, like, invading Mexico, which is crazy. <laughs> so we'll see. Like, I think Marco Rubio, it's so much fun. People, I mean, white people don't know about this at all. I mean, I'm talking about, like, WASP American liberals. Yeah, yeah. Like, they don't know, you know, because I'm obviously a white Latino. But, you know, like, they, they have no concept of all, like, this, like, how how scary it is when, like, someone like Rubio is like, yeah, you know, we're going to fight the cartels over there. Right. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, would, I don't know too much about, like, the whole Mexican <laughs> invasion thing. But, uh, yeah, dude, I mean, it's it's always something, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Never, never, never a dull moment with the with our history. For sure, for sure. So then, tell me a little bit more about growing up in 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 South Central, or like, because I mean, so you went to Cal State Long Beach, right? For undergrad, yeah. For undergrad, yeah. So, was it like, when did you start getting into art? Like, what was it? Like, what was the first? Because uh, I, 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 like, you have a very different perspective and different style than like Josh. For you guys sure. are from the same area, though, right? Like he's from Pico Union. Pico Union, and I'm from South Central. So Pico Union is like kind of just a little bit, like the tad bit west of downtown LA, okay. and I'm like south of downtown LA. And Pico Union's popping now, right? Like as a as an art neighborhood, isn't it? Um, it's definitely changing from what yeah. it was. Yeah, I, they're I, like gentrifying it. It's now. just so close to downtown, I think. So it's yeah. like one of those like downtown is like slowly absorbing a lot of these neighborhoods that are close yeah. by so but when you were growing up was downtown chill nah dude it, yeah, it yeah. really it really was nothing like it honestly like from what i remember uh there was like i remember my dad taking me to theaters there there was actually a lot of movie theaters on broadway a lot of those theaters that are there that are used for other shit now like stores you know uh, -huh. uh they were actually movie theaters and so i, I remember uh faint memories of going to those things uh but yeah, it also wasn't very safe to, from what I remember, it wasn't safe to be there, dude, like after, yeah, like yeah. after it started to get dark, you know? Um, even when I was a teenager and I was going around there, it was still very like not safe on Broadway and stuff like that. So it was, downtown was very different. Like there was even like full on neighborhoods there, like gangs that mm. had turf there, like on those streets that you see now with restaurants and bars and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So it's very, it was very different. It was a, uh, super not safe 
and uh and i remember yeah it was what do you think about like not being able to buy a house for less than a million dollars now like well it wasn't always like that was it no i don't think so like i've <laughs> i've heard i've heard of people like buying stuff in the 80s probably like uh probably like i don't know i'd say like in the 200s or yeah, some shit right <laughs> yeah but no it's uh it's it's crazy i think it it's a little frustrating to like being from here and like not I being bet, able yeah. to like probably stay here you know type yeah. of thing um yeah dude it's it's a thing i think about a lot because uh my parents didn't buy real estate so i'm not inheriting any real estate yeah. so it's like so i like it's something i do look forward to and i w really wanted to be here but it's like it's becoming a thing that's like oh shit just like slowly like yeah, yeah feathering away you know it's like out of reach almost so yeah and everybody's been like for the last five years i've been like hearing people telling me not to buy anything not that i could have ever afforded anything i was just like i was starting to look <laughs> and they're like yeah. oh it's gonna crash don't even you know and i was like everybody's yeah. waiting <laughs> i think that like i don't know it just doesn't seem like they're adding enough houses like homes to the supply There's yeah the other thing too is like if you go to like certain neighborhoods you're buying million dollar homes that are like over 100 years old yeah like yeah. stuff like that which is kind of crazy you know? yeah yeah i mean in this neighborhood the houses are probably crazy in price like and i see them all getting fixed up yeah but i think i think that there's like a huge movement now in corporate like in companies like blackrock and, and vanguard that are like there's there's a new term that i'd never heard which was built to rent real estate which is like they're just straight up buying out entire neighborhoods damn like because they they buy them cash because and they buy them like over market value yeah so that, because it's still cheaper for them because then they can set the like it's almost like we're going back towards panopticon yeah you yeah. know where which is panopticon is like um uh where like towns where like the like you know the the company towns where you the company pays you in their own money and yeah. then uh they tax you and then like you have to pay for the rent and so by the end of it like you have no it's i mean like, that's kind it, of it's where like that whole it's like that whole hacienda term like term where it's like you you live there you work there you pay rent there so it's like the same money is just co kind of yeah, coming yeah, back yeah. to the same pocket yeah, sort yeah. of right yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. you're not getting paid you're like you're, <laughs> you're not building any wealth yeah, and stuff. it's almost yeah. like you're it's almost like you're a slave there you know yeah, you're kind of yeah. just stuck there so um yeah it's it, it's it, like I said, it's it's frustrating to to like to to wrap your like head around that to know that you can't you you might not be able to stay in the place that you're from. Yeah. It's it's kind of crazy. I don't know. Yeah, hopefully the fires will get so bad. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> that the proper well that one of the, that's one of the crazy things that's happening in Florida right now. A lot of people are moving to Florida because they're trying to like stay out. I don't know why they think that like or maybe people are like leaving fire and forgetting that there's hurricanes but like the insurance premiums like 15 yeah 15 like 15 companies insurance companies have left florida because like my whole life i mean there it's it's rampant fraud like <laughs> yeah the the like hurricanes come and people just you know whack the shit out of stuff i, I didn't i didn't obviously like being from california i never thought about moving to florida but when i lived in new york like it seemed like that was a new yorker like, yeah that's like, the pipe sort of thing like yeah. oh let's go to florida let's go to florida which was interesting i've been to miami before so it's like for for basil Nah, i was there working one time for like about a week and uh that's the only time i got to see miami really but i mean it's 
I don't know, it's just so different in New York. Like, it trips me out that people go down there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it is. But I mean, it's 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 always been kind of the thing. I think it's getting too crazy now, though. I think that like that like I've been back and the traffic just kills me. And it, it compared to LA, it's really bad. People like they don't. There's like this attitude that people have over there where they will the light will go, turn red and then they'll still go and just block the intersection. And it happens. It's just like a cultural thing that happens. What, what do they do? They just back up, or no? They just block so and they get hogged out. Like, yeah, it's a nightmare. <laughs> it it really is. Like, <laughs> man, that would be crazy to see that here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, dude, you'd get shot here. <laughs> yeah, that that sounds pretty crazy. So we'll get out of the car and kick your door in yeah. for sure. Uh, yeah, no, it's it was maddening, and like my mom was driving, and it was still driving me crazy. <laughs> it sounds insane. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, I kind of wanted to just go back to like how you were asking me about how downtown was yeah, yeah i can sure. kind of yeah. tell you a little bit about my neighborhood when i was coming up to yeah for sure um, that's also like been sort of changing a little too but so i was born in 90 and so like i probably remember from like 98 up sort of thing but even before that like i just like why it was sort of like an impactful upbringing was because there was tons of gangs everywhere so mm -hmm. like every block had kind of like a neighborhood that's what they would call like their gang or whatever yeah. neighborhoods um so seeing that it was uh it was crazy it was like everywhere like it was the 90s thing to to sort of fit into those cultures if you were uh but it was fun like gta right <laughs> i mean grove street <laughs> i mean like when i saw I, I remember vaguely playing that game and i did see some of that the purple stuff so it's like i mean it's crazy but it uh i don't know like i guess just also living in new york and not having lived anywhere else i uh i saw gangs in new york that it was a lot different than the gang mm -hmm. culture here you know uh gang culture here was like it was it was everywhere like it was very especially in south central it's like every block had a neighborhood like a different gang and sometimes and because of that reason there was always conflict so i yeah, yeah. i grew up seeing that shit like uh robberies shootings shootouts with cops and gangs shootouts between gangs and gangs uh, that's what that's like the super predator era the hillary clinton's and called you know <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah 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 the three strike thing and all that yeah, shit. yeah. um yeah. i mean she was in the three strike thing the Bi biden they did they did the crime bill biden biden yeah, yeah, did the yeah. crime bill and all of that which was which was equally bad yeah. three strikes started here which was crazy it's i remember so wild. What, yeah, yeah yeah it's so wild that uh it's so wild that i think some people ended up being a part of that shit through like marijuana sales and stuff yeah, yeah. you know it's, it's pretty crazy uh but yeah it's uh it's it's all that and uh on top of that there was still like lingerings of like the crack epidemic and south central so there was a lot of that stuff also happening you were probably five or six so wait the when was the la riot that it was, was in 92 92 so, it was so about two years old I, that's that's actually another of the events that i use a lot in my work well i was gonna say that like just because it happened in 92 doesn't mean they reconstructed all the things no. that got burned down. No, dude. Yeah. So what's crazy, it's like I, I grew up doing graffiti throughout L.A., but mostly South Central and downtown. So uh, there was tons of what we call yards, which were like empty lots. Yeah. And like everywhere, dude. And like I that's another thing that I didn't find out till a little later that that those were those, the lots that got burned down. Like there were actually buildings there during yeah. the uprisings that that were burned that created those lots that created these yards that 
we all painted in the neighborhood, right? So yeah. uh, that show was interesting too. And then now those empty lots are becoming like apartments. So it's like, it was kind of weird, but that was like, even 10 years later, it was still like a lot of empty lots everywhere that were still dating back from that time in 92. And, uh, and so like, there was still like little remnants of those three days of like yeah, chaos yeah, yeah. in the city, yeah, yeah. like even years later. So I, I, I use it, I, I use the event a lot too, um, in my work because, uh, I was physically born and alive, but I obviously don't recollect anything, but it's going to leave an imprint, but yeah. it's also a thing that I heard a lot of different stories from neighbors who were yeah, like yeah. there, you know, people who broke into pawn shops in their, in their neighborhood or the stores and all that stuff. And, uh, and, you know, it, it's, I grew up listening to all the stories and like that shit was like, and then seeing like documentaries later and photos, I'm like, damn, that was a crazy time. Does do you was there any element to it like uh like it was with that blackout in New York where people started buying like uh or started ste like stealing equipment that they couldn't to produce music? Did that shit happen? Like or was it <laughs> No, nah, I think I think people were just, just like no I think it was just like a from what I from what I've learned from it, like like looking at certain documentaries and stuff, I think it was just like a pretty hostile time because of unemployment stuff that was happening and like a bunch of shit that just kind of bottled in yeah, and yeah. it fucking popped at that time. So it doesn't have the romance. I don't know, <laughs> man. Like, <laughs> I mean, it, it's crazy. People are like, you know, hip hop started yeah, yeah. <laughs> in that I don't blackout. Know. I don't know, <laughs> man. The documentaries. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I'm making, I'm, yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah. it was like a lot worse. Yeah, yeah. Because um, also like just because of the layout, you know, of yeah. like of LA is probably, there probably w weren't a lot of like, you know, like really nice stores <laughs> no, <laughs> in the no. South Central during yeah. that time where people could like, you know, I saw I, I one of the guys, I forget what his name is because it's been a while, but I saw uh, a Vlad TV, so take it with a grain of salt. But of uh, during during the Black Live, Lives Matter thing, they were asking somebody who, who, who was like one of the guys that's like in Easy E's camp and okay. swears that Suge Knight uh, stuck him with the syringe yeah, and yeah. all of that. Like, and he was saying that like, yeah, like. What people aren't, aren't don't realize is that when you burn your shit down, like you don't have shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which, which was which was an interesting perspective that that I had never heard about the L.A. riots, and you can tell that that dude was living there. Yeah, you know? for sure, because that that was one of the things I think that happened after, like they didn't have resources for yeah. a while. Like yeah, stores yeah. were not like trying to like hurry up and like re up because yeah, their yeah. shits were all fucked up, you yeah, know. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, like you kind of. <laughs> kind of date yourself in a way like you took stuff but then there wasn't shit coming back for a while you know yeah, so, yeah. so i'm sure people were there like struggling for a bit there too you know yeah yeah it's crazy so yeah. then um what's it called when was the so 96 was rodney king 92 90, 92 oh that is the la riots okay yeah and then there hasn't been anything crazy since that was just oj Man, I'm so disappointed with South Central. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's nothing to mine here. No, I'm kidding. No, yeah. that's brutal, dude. That is really crazy yeah, to yeah, grow yeah. up. Because, like, you know, I mean, Miami has its whole, whole, whole like, uh, we we got really caught up in the drug game. Like my generation of kids, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think I don't think that people born in the '90s or, or were that like into like partying the same way because we were still coming out of the the uh, what you call it, the Tony Montana. 
yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. that was eighties and it was like, you know, Al Pacino, it, it was before it was weird that Al Pacino was playing like that <laughs> accent, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the least Cuban accent. I didn't, I, I didn't know a lot of Cubans uh, growing up here in LA. So when I saw that movie, like that's, that was my like, oh shit, that's how Cubans sound or something. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know anything. So <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know, like I, there wasn't that many Cubans I, I encountered like growing up in a, uh, south central obviously yeah, it was yeah. just a lot of central americans and mexicans and black folk mostly yeah, yeah. so when we saw scarface i was like oh shit that's that's how that's cubans <laughs> you know what we did the same and we were like yo we gotta do a lot of coke <laughs> <laughs> that's cool man no i mean it was it was it was it's cool for the ones that ended up okay <laughs> yeah but yeah but it, it, it's interesting all those little like nuances you know because i mean I think that like the gang scene in Miami like was so easy to avoid, you okay. know. But I think once I started getting older in my twenties, then it started to kind of get into the neighborhoods that I was in, yeah. like Kendall and all of that. And I remember distinctly that it was people that like it must have been MS thirteen because like, but it's interesting. It's interesting how those things form, right? Like because we we were just talking like one of the things that. You were saying earlier it's nice to be able to go back and and like and visit your family and it's safe For and sure. all of that and, but like some of that shit that they did over here like the antique gang it's not it's definitely not as serious as what's happening in el salvador but they also wouldn't let like two men i i learned a lot from the like the N nipsey hustles death okay where about how like a lot of rules were designed to not let uh like people congregate together you know, because there was like the fear of gangs, uh, like it, it, anti-gang rules that that sort. I forget what they're fucking called. Um, I mean, I think that there's always been like a history of trying to dissolve groups, yeah, yeah. groups that come together. I mean, I, I I could think of like even the Panthers and stuff. You know. Yeah. yeah. So I think there's always been like, cer like a certain scare about mass groupings of people of color specifically. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. That's crazy. What do you know about like what's happening? Are you are you up to date on on what's happening over there? It uh, just it's so authoritarian, but like it's so crazy. Yeah, um, it's I, so crazy. That it's gotten that bad. Before you get into that, you know what's happening in Haiti, right? No, another another one of our our, our uh, uh, like global South friends is uh, it like the gangs there are so bad that like people are burning gang members alive. Yeah, so I I, I like. Just speaking to like my family when I was there uh, two years ago, and uh, I think it was just like so many years of like unsafe living and like a lot of obviously murder and homicide happening there that it was, uh, I think like a lot of my my aunts and stuff that are living there, they're, they're like kind of happy with what's happening because they're able to like sort of live a normal more yeah. normal life without having to like uh be extorted or you know stuff like that so there is like them who like pretty much ag agree with what's happening and then obviously humanitarian stuff it's like where there's like the whole like oh shit is it right or wrong right but uh i think it just kind of happened from it being like a just an overload of so much violence that they yeah. you know i think he's this guy that was doing is just like choosing the most logic move to like grab a group and yeah, put it yeah. away you know yeah yeah um 
so yeah it's uh that's my understanding it's that like just from being there it's like i didn't really see gangs anymore i didn't see gang members or at least yeah. i don't know what they look like anymore because they're they've gone so underground that you know there's different things happening now but but yeah it's it's safe dude and i think it, overall like it's 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 also helping their economy in a way because now tourists are starting to go over there yeah you know so it's more of a tourist economy anyway so they're benefiting from that so yeah there is like the whole thing of like locking up people for for that like for no sort of no reason that's kind of fucked up but yeah. you know it's it's seems like the people who are there are like agreeing with it yeah you know well it's interesting especially when you said the thing about not getting extorted because that reminds me like that's what brought fascism in the first place like that's the italian fascism came from like people forget that the mafia was anti-fascist you know like you know, like and and a lot of people were okay with that because that like cosa nostra stuff goes back to like you know the the medici yeah, yeah. it's like classic uh <laughs> you know really 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 dark stuff and then when when that when when things go like that like people are all for authoritarianism in those cases because it fixes it like yeah, a, yeah, a yeah. problem that's yeah. like that and, people can't really fix because of like you know like these gangs and people support it that's what people don't realize about fascism that like people are for it because like i'm not for fascism i'm just saying that like <laughs> it, especially specific and we're, we're we're differentiating between nazism and yeah. national socialism and fascism italian fascism uh i think that's italian fascism is the one that has the capital f and yeah. then regular fascism has a lowercase f <laughs> so we're talking about fascism in its origins like people were for that because they were they, like there's just so much crime and so much corruption it's yeah. really interesting you know and like and it's it's crazy how, how how um it's also really interesting like how what people consider fascist you know it like it's it's a term that that kind of has lost a little bit of meaning yeah but i would definitely call that right-wing authoritarianism and and it's benefiting people yeah. and it's benefiting the society i'm not saying it's right or wrong i'm not putting a moral thing i'm just it's an interesting thing to talk about it like it's interesting to leave the world in a morally ambiguous place, especially all the suffering that's happening there. You know, like I love when Americans are like, "Yeah, go ahead, go fix your country." I'm like, "How about you guys stop fucking with us?" <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah, I, I uh, yeah, I, I really just think it's like them trying to fix yeah, the yeah, problem yeah. like the most logic way. I think and. It, I mean, it's it's kind of working in a way, you know. It's like yeah. it's like like I said, I think like talking to my family there, it's a, it's it sounds more of a sounder place and a place where they like yeah. want to be now, you know. So yeah, I think usually that like I think that that makes a lot of sense. The interesting thing is gonna see it's gonna be to see where that goes. Exactly, you know? and that's 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 for sure the mystery there. It's like how far is this person gonna push it? Yeah, yeah you know yeah does it start with these groups and then move on to other groups yeah because once you start being able to crush dissent or or, or i mean once you're able to have that much control and you have support for that it becomes weird yeah you know yeah i mean i think i think going back to the italian fascist example the the big problem with them was just competence 
which is like they just could not like they wanted to invade ethiopia and like they just couldn't they didn't like <laughs> they didn't have german engineering they had like shitty italian tanks yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's but it, it it really is interesting how all these things are happening and like people aren't even really aware of, like it's just a highlight even i don't really know what's going on there yeah you know no like this guy uh if you do like encounter his social media platform like he puts out commercials that are like basically like showing them capturing these gang members and putting them away so it's like a whole propaganda thing too dude but it looks it looks like a fucking it looks like starship troopers or some <laughs> shit like some some dystopian what's his name uh um the, the robocop guy the director paul verhoven kind of movie you know like yeah it's they're very really, script yeah, yeah they're fucking hella like and then yeah, especially now with all the like little like, you know <laughs> tick 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 yeah. music and shit like for that. For sure, yeah. for sure, for sure. Yeah, it's it's very it's very thought out and it's definitely like pushing something, like a, a yeah. message or a propaganda, you know. So it is yeah, like it's 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 interesting to see it sort of working right now, but it does you do ponder on like what's gonna like end up happening. Yeah. Down. And you also do wonder like how much of that is just this guy or how much backing he has for you know, sure from, you don't really from know. like the uh the the you know the same people that want to take resources from bolivia and all that like yeah, yeah. all these coups like you know for sure i mean yeah it's 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 hard to tell but yeah absolutely there's there's all of that for sure like who is who is like guiding them or who's you know who's really a part of it too you know and i'm yeah. sure that there is more than just him probably and then that that stuff was Iran Contra related the 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 civil war or was that Nicaragua? Movie? Contra the Contras were in Nicaragua. That was in Nicaragua. Yeah, okay. Nicaragua. So they, it, it it so those that was the, the fight against Sandinistas and whatnot. Yeah, 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 which are also leftists. It's very it's it's all anti. It's very similar though. It's yeah, very yeah. similar. Just yeah, Nicaragua was. Uh, I think it might have just it might have been around the same time too. Actually, yeah, yeah in the I think 80s, it was. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's yeah, it's definitely like. But no Salvadoran money bought crack cocaine and brought it to South Central. We we can't tie that whole loop. I have no idea. I have no idea. Uh, I mean, who knows, dude? Like, I I just saw that show Snowfall. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the first, you know, who I hate is the the Mexican character, the woman who's like uh, a, a a a you know who they tell her that she's like a curse. (laughs) <laughs> i don't remember is that the is that the uh the wrestlers like yeah yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah 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 like her, her character i just don't like the way she's written <laughs> you know because it's like she's just a downer it's a really <laughs> it's a really cool story though i think and uh it's it's also interesting like i i'm a, i know a lot of the blocks that they filmed in uh-huh. south central so i'm very familiar with the areas that they use filming there so were there people that scary like there's one one guy that they that is like uh that they end up having helped them and then they realize that they're into something too big like and he just rapes somebody like were there scary people scary prison oh yeah personalities like that in the neighborhood sure dude you just didn't come across it thank god man no but uh, i'm sure there was dude there was definitely a lot of like i don't know i mean there's a lot of it's a lot of culture that's also very embedded with like prison culture that's like people who are coming in and out of prison so there was like crazy shit that you would like hear about like 
don't go to don't talk yeah, to that dude. <laughs> yeah, or don't, you know, don't walk into this block or yeah. you know, don't wear these chucks with these color laces in here. Like shit like that. Like that? Know? Yeah. For Did sure. you were you always watching out like you I know that do you know all the hats and what neighborhood they represent? Like do yeah. you, if I say Yankees, you're gonna be able to tell me who it is? Pretty much. Oh right? really? Yeah. What, what neighborhood is the Yankees? Well it's like I the neighborhoods will wear it a lot. The neighborhood cribs will wear that a lot. Okay. Uh so I grew up in a Crip neighborhood, and okay. that's kind of how I remember like the neighborhood thing, the NY. Uh, but yeah, it's a it's a thing that I also picked up pretty early on was like the uniform, mm. like what you wore in certain places, you know. And like each baseball cap did. So that's why I would always try to wear like an LA one because that was like the neutral. Okay, LA is neutral. Right. Yeah, it's like the the neutral. So like every other letter kind of meant something, you know. There was like yeah. the the Florida Marlins, so the F was for Florence, the gang. Oh, so okay. there was like you know you had to just be careful, especially like, especially if you pushed it and like were bald and shit with a hat on, like you know it just bald. Or, yeah, what does bald mean? Like have no hair. Like they used to. Bust no, no, no. Them. I know. I'm. So, yeah, I'm just like, saying. Like, what is that? That's just a signal that you're like. Yeah. So a lot. That was kind of one of the prominent like hairstyles that like gangs used. Like okay. they're buzzed or you know bald pelones you know but there weren't like white guys rocking that no 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 these were like were there any white guys in these neighborhoods i'm sure i mean like also too there was like a there was like a cross of like brown folks going into black gangs and i'm sure there was black dudes going into brown gangs so Mm -hmm. it was just there was a lot of like where, where where exactly or what block you grew up in you know so there was like mixture of stuff but uh but yeah, that was like if you added the bald head with the cap and stuff, you know. It, but yeah, there was like a uniform thing with color, with baseball mm. hats. Uh, you know, you wore how baggy your clothes was and stuff. It it spoke, you know. It, it was very loud of a thing. So, so I, you sorry, go ahead. You were gonna say yeah. That. So I grew up just kind of like, like I knew that from a very young age. Like, oh shit, you don't wear this here. You don't wear this there. You know. What, what were there rules as a non-affiliated? Uh, graffiti artists that you that you had to follow so that you wouldn't like catch beefs because i know that that the, like the whole crossing people out shit at least in florida yeah. got pretty serious so they're uh obviously like what's different with graffiti crews and gangs is that mm-hmm. gangs take up a turf and graffiti crews kind of just navigate the whole city like the point is to get so the, t- the gang graffiti is like this is this is it's 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 like uh, a dog pissing his territory. Pretty much, like you would only see that sort of gang graffiti in that certain radius, right? Okay. But for graph writers, it was kind of like you were just all over the city. So I came to East LA, I came to the West Side downtown, South Central. We were trying to just get everywhere, right? That was the goal was to like put as much mark everywhere. Mm-hmm. But there was definitely things where like you and this was kind of crazy, too, because a lot of this was just rumor based, you know, like there was this is before social media. So, you know, you would just hear about things. But there were certain gangs who didn't like graffiti writers writing in their blocks yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much. So that there, makes sense. there was like green lights and stuff like that, that they would say, like, oh, don't tag on this block or don't talk. Don't tag on these streets because mm. so you, it was just a lot of like go to the street type of thing, you know. Uh, but yeah, so grew up like knowing the uniform thing and then when i did the graft stuff like for sure there was that too you know you had to just be very careful dude because it was like well i mean you crews were beefing too no i mean not to the same not to the same level of violence but you could get your ass beat i'm sure um dude there was some crews that were 
doing it to that same element of violence. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. there was definitely that too. Uh, I think you know it. You had so much beef with someone that eventually got to that point. Do you have? Uh, did you have a crew or? Yeah, so I I was part of a, one part of a crew in South Central, and so, uh, you're still. Uh, I don't it, I don't really you, paint no, a lot. Okay, like you I, you don't vandalize, but you still. I mean that shit's almost legal now, dude. But uh, <laughs> oh, is it really? I, I mean, it seems like it, but it, it's it's just a little different than when I was like doing it. Like wow, wow. Um, but yeah, it was a uh, a crew with a handful of friends, and we all were part of it, and you know it uh, it was it was great when we were all like. This is all before like this was three strikes era no this was probably like 2006 when was when i was, think it's more than that but yeah i think it fell into it but it was like uh it was just like my teenager years kind of oh that's right you 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 were born in 90 so you weren't 10 until like 2000 yeah. Yeah, yeah so it was more of my teenage years when i was out there doing that and then uh but hey like you know it's a pretty big part of like who i am still and uh I met a lot of lifetime friends through it, people who I still hang out with. Mm -hmm. um, so, but yeah, there was there was definitely like a lot of shit going on dude, with Graf too, you know. Yeah. And there was that whole like beef stuff on the buses and stuff, you know. I on just, the I just, I tried my best to avoid it because for me, I wasn't trying to really be a tag banger or anything. I I just really like to climb stuff and paint. Like that mm -hmm. was really my thing. Like I like to be out late and like. I like the whole the whole experience. Like I wasn't trying to like do it. I wasn't trying to slash people or anything to like get known or anything. Yeah. yeah. So it's just I saw it different. But there was definitely those people out there who were more like hotheads who were like start shit with people or whatever. Um I, I, I just kinda enjoyed it more for, for what I got from it, you know, as an experience. And then when did you start like uh catching on to fine art? Um I met I met some friends that were a little bit older than I was who were painting also graph, mm -hmm. but they were also painting. Yeah. yeah. They were also painting easel paintings or like canvas paintings and stuff. And, uh, during those days we would steal a lot of the paint we use. Like that's, that was kind of how it was. And so I, well, they probably weren't selling kids, teenagers. Paint. Yeah. So yeah, you had yeah. to like yeah, kind of yeah. boost it, you know, but it was, uh, so I, I remember boosting some acrylic paint and, uh, I started, I was like in maybe 11th grade when I started to like try it mm -hmm. and, and then I, I obviously liked it a lot and it was way different than the rush I got from being it, doing it outdoors and stuff. But it was, it was, a, it was a nice, uh, experimenting it with in high school and then moving into like community college. I knew I wanted to go to school. I just wasn't too sure of what I wanted to do. So I got to ELAC. I went to East LA college and, uh, there i started just trying a bunch of different subjects dude and i tried a bunch of different art stuff too like photography ceramics and eventually i just narrowed into like painting yeah but it was kind of like you know i had already tried it but i did try other shit just to see like oh shit what am i good at or whatever were you into sculpture and whatnot you tried all just that? ceramics yeah. mostly dude ceramics was cool and then but i just kind of knew like my strong feeling for it was painting so i kept going and uh and i was really like trying dude to like get better at it you know and uh it took a long ass time i mean i feel like i'm still learning a lot from it so but yeah that was kind of like my transition from it is just getting influenced by my older homies yeah, yeah who were doing it uh but yeah dude I, I hopped into it without 
ever thinking I could actually make a living out of it. Like I had no idea. Like I didn't know anyone that that had yeah, done yeah. that, you know. So I was just like, oh shit, maybe maybe I go to school and just kind of do it as like after work type of thing, you know. Yeah, 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 <laughs> had yeah. no clue. I had no clue, dude. Like, and I was going even through undergrad, not knowing that I was ever gonna like, you know, get to where where I've gotten right now. So. But I, the one thing is like, I kind of never stopped doing it. Yeah. I was always just fucking always painting. painting. Yeah. And so how, 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 okay. Then like, I mean, uh, wh- how, you showed in Italy that was after, that was before uh, grad school, right? That was during. That was during grad school? Yeah. Okay. And then how did you start? Like, how did you get into like if someone doesn't know what the hustle is to try to get representation and whatnot i mean yeah. was that even something you were shooting for or is it just something that happened um i i think i i don't know if i was like specifically shooting for it but i i knew that it was like sort of like a milestone in the journey mm-hmm. um but yeah like you know for a while i was doing it on my own and i didn't know like where to park my car yet type of thing but you know when when it felt right that's when it mm-hmm. came sort of yeah so. but but i mean you've been looking to get shows you, you're just applying like how do you how did you get the shows in in italy like are you, are you just meeting people um so it are uh you, are you applying are you like reaching out to people how how does that stage that early stage while you're in grad school to now like what does that look like for somebody that would maybe not necessarily be able to emulate it but maybe like take it as like a as, as some way right. as a guide as a as some kind of a guide right I the, I the thing is is that there there really isn't like a straight yeah, yeah, yeah. trail um I think it kind of happens different for everyone I do know of people that have like applied to stuff I I never did I kind of started off like getting into shows from people that I either met mm-hmm. somehow that organized them or sometimes it happened through teachers mm-hmm. who I became close with, like that were teaching me during college and stuff. And then it was a lot of that for a while. Like, you know, just group shows, people would ask me like, oh, you want to throw on a piece? The the one thing about me though, it's just like whenever the opportunity came, I kind of always had something ready. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was always willing to like show. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, fuck it. Like the more people could see my work, the better I, I thought it would be, right? So um i get to grad school and then that's been kind of happening where i was still kind of sending stuff and showing or whatever and um then i think like there was like this thing that was like i don't know when it happened but when i was in undergrad there was like uh there was like an art world i think that was more fixed on like abstraction Mm. that i remember like abstraction was what i was seeing in a lot of spaces and galleries and stuff because you do a lot of figurative work for people that haven't seen. I yeah, I do figuration exclusively. Yeah, I don't, okay. I don't really dive into anything else but like representational art, mostly mm-hmm. painting, right? So I think there was like a shift that was happening right around the time I was leaving undergrad, where figuration was kind of like I started seeing it pop into galleries more, you know? Yeah. And so I only took a year of a break from undergrad to grad school. So I kind of went right away. Yeah, yeah. I was in my late 20s by the time I got to New York. And by the time I got there, it was kind of already a complete shift into like more what I this is all just me 
seen the things you know i'm not sure if it was like necessarily this way but yeah in hindsight it's really easy to see this yeah yeah, yeah but i mean that is what i asked you for so. for sure for sure so i i saw the figuration stuff coming in and it just so happened that i was also doing figuration it just so happened that at that time it felt like it felt like a lot of color people were also coming into these new spaces you know in galleries and stuff color people like people that work with a lot of color or no people like, of color yeah like okay. people of color so i started to notice that as well where before Obviously, I was kind of young into it too, mm -hmm. but I did see that people that looked like me were starting to like yeah, show yeah. everywhere. Around, around when did that start happening? That's I, a, I, it's hard for me to like pin a year. It's just kind of, it might have been happening before, but it's just when just I started it. to notice it. I'm like, oh shit. What year was that for you? What, what um, year did you notice that? Maybe like 2018. Yeah. 2017 maybe this is again this is just when i noticed it I, i'm sure it's been happening yeah, yeah, yeah. since before you know but well, I, it's funny you say that because i'm like oh yeah maybe trump is to <laughs> to blame because everybody was like all of a sudden like really aware of race <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it's just and, and, it's just because i think when i remember being younger and going to shows they were they were mostly not people no, no, that were like 90s, me, you yeah, know? Yeah, so when I was a kid, true. when I was a kid, like a teenager, and I did sneak into like art shows, they were yeah. never like, they were never portraits of stuff that looked like me or anything, right? So I started to notice it more as like I got to like, maybe it's just also like a growth thing and I got a little older and I started to like see it more, right? But mm. I saw that change from abstraction and figuration happening and then I saw kind of like more people like me showing. and And then social media, dude. I use social media. I, I would post my paintings there and like that slowly linked me to people. And, you know, I was also trying to like go see shows. Mm -hmm. I think that also helped to meet people, curators and stuff like at that. At galleries, not at museums or uh, at both. At both. Yeah. You yeah. know, at both. But for sure, like for the network thing was more gallery yeah, thing, yeah. right? But, but yeah, I was out there seeing that and trying to connect and social media definitely linked me to a lot of people. Um, I mean, the, social media has been my tool for like just meeting. I mean, because I do a definitely, I definitely do a different, I lead with the show yeah, yeah, more yeah. than my art. For sure. But, uh, which I'm fine with. Yeah. But, uh, but it is, it is a pretty useful tool in terms of like, I mean, most of the people I book. They come from. They yeah, come, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. yeah, especially at this point, like referrals are really helpful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, it's, 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 it's a, it's a really good tool. So I think it's like, I think sometimes people get caught up on the idea of like selling their work through their Instagram and all of that. And I'm right. like, yeah, maybe like somewhere down the line, dude, the benefits that come before that, you know? Yeah. I, I would just post it mostly, yeah, dude. Yeah. I would just post my stuff for sure. Since I was like in undergrad, I would start posting and uh, obviously everybody sees social media. So that linked me to people in Europe mm -hmm. and, you know, it sometimes just started from conversations, but, um, I'm thankful that they saw something in the work and yeah. that opened doors for me too you know well the, and then as, it sounds like a one-two punch right because if you meet someone at a gallery it's become kind of like the the business card for sure of, of our era for sure. and let so me get your and, then, and then they're like and then they're like they met you they like you and then they see your work and then like oh okay mm -hmm. you know so it's interesting how that works so yeah there was that and then there was obviously people people that i met through teachers too like mm -hmm. i they actually introduced me to certain people who were 
You had nice teachers. None of my teachers. My teachers saw me as competition. Yeah. <laughs> it was in my, it was at FIU. It was a really smart, small art market. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I was lucky enough to have those certain people help yeah, me, yeah. you know? Um, so super thankful for that. And I, I would say that's kind of like how it happened for me, but it, I took mean, it's forever, still fresh. Yeah, yeah, it took forever, though, for sure. It wasn't like an overnight thing at all. Yeah, it yeah. took a long time. Yeah, you had to yeah. go to like several years of school twice. Yeah, yeah three years of three and a half years for graduate school. That's almost another BFA. Yeah, I yeah. did three for a BFA too. Yeah. So. you did three for a BFA. Oh, okay. So I did, yeah. I, and I did two in community college. So yeah, yeah. It's a long time of school, dude. I know, dude. That shit ain't easy. <laughs> but I honestly wouldn't do it any other way, man. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I think that coming out through that system was like also super helpful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's dope. But you also, you, I mean, not to like, not to elevate some schools over others, but you also like didn't go to like the ones, the fast track schools. You know, like we both know, or or. What do you mean by fast track? I would say like, like, or the path that I've seen, you know, like people go through from at Santa Monica College to like UCLA, okay. you know, do you know, do you know, um, Gozier? No, o I don't. O Ogini, he's friends with, uh, Emmanuel, but even Emmanuel, like he, he, he went through UCLA. I feel like UCLA opens things up a little bit easier than if you're going to like a, a, a long, like, you know, for sure. Cal State, Cal State or, like, or like going to Yale, maybe. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so I would, you know, I mean, it's also credit to like your, like the thing that you've got, you for know. For sure. I, like, I, I, I don't want everybody to think that they can get into <laughs> shit ton of debt. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like the one thing that I would see like from colleagues at Hunter or like even going to Long Beach, uh, for sure, Long Beach, it being a Cal State school and a public school. It was super affordable and it fucking really taught you how to yeah, paint. Yeah. Like I, I think most people that came from there, even before me, like we were able to paint like really well, you know. So that prepared us a little bit more, uh, I would say. And uh, for sure, there is like the those like schools that do open a lot of doors for Am you. Am I right downplaying away. Hunter be just because I don't know it? Would Would you say Hunter is like a really prestigious school? It's so. I'm also not making gonna make you bash your own. No, 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 no. I honestly, I I enjoyed my time there, and the people that I met there. Yeah, yeah. it was amazing. It was an amazing experience being there. Um, so Hunter is in New York, uh -huh. and it's their next. It's their neighbor in Columbia, which is an Ivy League school. So there is like the whole like Hunter being public and the Ivy League school sort uh -huh. of balanced thing. So, uh, so it is a public school. Hunter is yeah oh, it's a okay. public it's a cuny it's a city university school so um so it is public opposed to columbia that's uh, ivy league so you did it right because you're not in a shit ton of debt <laughs> yeah so so it's 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 affordable and it's still in new york city uh but yeah it doesn't like it's it's prestigious for sure but like you know it's it's still public compared to like yeah, yeah, yeah. right so but the one thing I do notice about the people who come out of more of a public sort of system like Hunter too as well, um, is that you're kind of, because you don't have like that gatekeeping opening up right away for you coming out of like a bigger school, you do got to work harder. Yeah, yeah. And because of that, I think like you, you're grinding a lot more and you know, you have to be a little bit more ambitious too. So I yeah, think yeah. all that shit kind of helps. You're kind of like the underdog in the race. Yeah, yeah. So i i i i mean it's it's great dude it's great to like have that sort of like oh shit i gotta try it a little bit better i gotta try no, it i mean i'm giving you props few. like hard props because i like you know it's it, it's 
it's one thing to like be really good and get into a really good school. It's another yeah. thing to like, you know, be really good, get into a school you can afford. Yeah. And then get really, really good. <laughs> yeah. So so there's the push, dude, that I think yeah. uh that I think sometimes lacks in like going into a big school that yeah, like yeah. opens it up for you right away. You know? Yeah, yeah. So I that's why I'm saying like I don't think I think they're both good yeah, yeah, yeah. Good good trips to do. Um maybe whatever whatever luck you have to get into one or the other, right? But it can still work out is what I'm trying to say. Like yeah, if yeah. you really want it, it and sounds, you work hard, I think you can get it for sure. It also sounds like there's a huge benefit for because that it's a UC school because I mean, the teaching is going to be good to some degree, right? You you seem to have really good uh like I I I went to Florida, I just feel like the the market there is so small and everybody's so competitive with each other. Yeah. And it's like you know, like teachers are trying to get gallery shows and they're like, there's only so many gallery shows to go around. Whereas like over here, it sounds like, you know, I mean, I, I, I've met people like I met uh, Emily Silver who teaches at, um, at Santa Monica college and like her episode gave me a huge boost, you know? And it's like, these, like, these are, these are, this is a teacher at a community college yeah. and like, like her episode is like markedly like improved my listenership it's and it's so but it's it's interesting like like i feel like there are teachers out here that i've interviewed that like kind of make me feel bad about or make me feel like oh man like a school can work for people you know like yeah. like there are people that care that are not just bitter and like tenured in some place that for they're not sure. happy and they feel like you know, they could have been something, but they're not, yes. you know. So what's 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 also cool about, like, like it's like those adjuncts that you kind of get coming into these schools. Like, some of them teach at, like, bigger schools, yeah, but yeah. they also come teach at your school, you know. Yeah, so yeah. it's like you still kind of get some of that from some teachers as well. So it, I, I was lucky enough to have, like, certain professors who were adjunct coming into these programs that were, like, really, really interesting, you know. Like, and that they also taught at bigger schools so yeah and you, you're getting it for a fraction almost of yeah, the, like yeah. for sure so damn dude i'm just so excited that you're gonna be able to pay off your your <laughs> your loans in your lifetime <laughs> yeah man that's that's a go i mean it's yeah congratulations anything that anything that i can uh that i haven't asked you about that you want to talk about like you know because we're we're, we're we're we've gone for like an hour and 22 minutes okay i don't want to take too much of your time and i also don't want to keep drilling you for information yeah, yeah, it, yeah you've given me a lot but if there's anything that you want to say before you got anything that we touched on that you wanted to go back to yeah um and it's cool if you don't not sure when you're gonna put this out but i do want to just talk about show that i have up oh right yeah, yeah i can yeah. put it out like soon yeah okay yeah so that's uh until the 16th was just like a week away a week away yeah it's a solo show that i have at charlie james number two his second location it's yeah. on the same street on chunking road uh he's got two spots in chunking now yeah they're okay. pretty close to each other though so most of the time if you see one space you could see the other yeah, space yeah. too it's very close by um so yeah, I have that show up uh, until the 16th, and it's called, it's titled House Money. Um, so yeah, just wanted yeah. to bring that up. Oh, I mean, we're definitely gonna plug. There's a plug section. Do you, I mean, I get do you do you want to talk about the, what the show more and like what's in the show, what okay. the show's about, or yeah, yeah, or do you, did you just want to plug it? No, nah, I, I can talk about it for just okay. a quick. Uh, so yeah, I titled it House Money. Um, like a, uh, casino term. 
No, well, yeah, I, I kind of got it from there too, uh, from the gambling term, but I was thinking a lot about security and like what house money really is in the household, you know, like savings and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of, uh, you're all good. Uh, there's a lot of like little motifs in the paintings of like uh, security boxes that are like basically shoe boxes that I have like stashes throughout the paintings. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of uh, domesticity happening in the paintings. We're showing a lot of like the apartment that I grew up, but then also other apartments that I lived in in New York and in LA. So uh, it's a lot of figuration, a lot of portraits of family members, and uh, it's touching on uh, the inherited trauma through the transfer thing that I was explaining. Uh, I'm using uh, this essay by Ursula Le Guin. It's okay. called The Container Bag Theory of Fiction. Mm -hmm. and she talks a lot about uh kind of like how the container was like the first invention by human beings like cavemen gathering yeah, you know yeah. hunting stuff to house stuff or to save stuff and so i'm using this uh i'm using sort of the container metaphorically to uh use like the actual safety boxes or security boxes that are stashing the important documents and money obviously but then i'm also thinking of like the the apartments also being like a container that hold yeah, our yeah. stuff and then and then lastly the the actual figure and body that's holding the memories that are being seen through the body um through the transfer that i was telling you about um so yeah it's a it's a, it's a nice batch of paintings and some drawings that are kind of all touching They're beautiful up. i mean i've seen them from I, like Thank when you. when josh recommended you i like i was excited i was like oh yeah <laughs> i remember this guy and Damn. then i had seen the paintings and i was so yeah dude Thank like you. it's a very good show yeah. uh, unfortunately if it comes out if it ends next week the this is going to come out after because because i think this week is like th this week's episode I just put out okay so like because i put it out on sundays gotcha. but uh uh everybody's gonna get to hear about an awesome show that passed yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well we usually we usually plug things even like if the episode comes way after anyway okay cool. but it's good it's 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 good to hear like it's good to talk about this stuff for sure um wh what uh, i the, i that's an interesting like the um, that that's a theme that comes up a lot in terms of like uh uh the body embodying things right like i um it is it is an interesting container and what it contains is really you know fascinating so i sure. so so it's cool that you have like that you've been able to get like those moments where something clicks and you're like oh shit like this is how i can translate this visually yeah, is, yeah. is is are, are pretty exciting so so yeah. like that the fact that that's what the paintings hold you know is is i mean i've seen details and stuff like that yeah i'm definitely going to check it out it's right here so for sure uh I, what are the gallery hours this week um i think it's from tuesday to saturday tuesday to saturday yeah okay and i guess i'll just look it up but I'll, yeah I'll, hours i'm i can't I, I don't know i i, I want to say it's from 10 to like five it's maybe fine, but you I mean, should check up on this that. is yeah, yeah. The, the listeners don't care at yeah, this yeah, point because yeah. it's going to be closed but uh i definitely want to check it out before it's closed i didn't know it was closing this soon yeah it's, it's been, it's up, been for up for a while, while. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah um and then uh anything else that we can plug for you um anything else coming up or actually real quick what do you think what like now that you've hit this milestone yeah what what where does your head go next like are you trying to get international shows or are, are, are you like how what what is what 
that's like a pretty big ambition that all of a sudden you're you're like oh shit it's in my hands yeah um, <laughs> like what do you do? like i mean it's not fair of me to ask you since it's yeah, so new i think it's definitely like just keeping the momentum going i think keeping the work going at the level that it's going you got into la uh, uh, la times right they did yeah, a write up on have the piece. a write up on the on the show that's a very big accomplishment For thank sure. you yeah yeah and then uh yeah, it's just kind of taking it as it comes too, because you you know, you do get these offers, but um, you know, it's just kind of like timing and trying to figure out what the next push forward yeah. is. But yeah, yeah, I, I definitely think about international stuff. I I do have a show in January in the UK. So oh, it'll okay. be like my first time showing in the UK. So, so yeah, it's just kind of like being strategic about what moves forward kind of help you know yeah uh, so yeah um this is this is all really interesting information because you know you don't always get to sit down and talk for hour for an hour <laughs> and 30 minutes with somebody one thing that that is interesting i i and and refreshing is that i don't feel an imposter syndrome from you is that it is that accurate do you feel do you do you at any point feel undeserving it's fine if you do but i just just don't get that feeling i i get the feeling that you feel like you've worked hard hello dude hello. <laughs> i um which is which is dope like yeah, i mean yeah, yeah. you know that's um, awesome yeah for sure i uh nah dude because the other thing too is that I, I i like i really don't know what else i'd be doing yeah this is like i i found what i love truly to do you know so i've been very lucky to like be able to use what i like doing and and then that's you know awesome that you're not burdened by your own success because <laughs> that's a bitch man can yeah, you imagine <laughs> no man i'm just like super super blessed to like have yeah, the yeah. opportunities you know uh yeah, yeah. but you all but i i you i like that you recognize that like it's it's a it seems like you have a healthy enough relationship to it that it's not stressing you out no you yeah know? for yeah, sure for which sure. is which is nice for it's, now yeah. Yeah, yeah for now it's like it's very like it's manageable like i definitely like figure out ways to like try to not overwork you know and like kind of keep things fresh shit you know what's uh what's your what's your um like day job and, and gallery time balance do you have a day job so i teach you teach okay. yeah i teach a little and i just started teaching actually so it's like a very new thing um so i'm doing that in painting and then studio time painting time how much how much out of the week like what is it so dude i don't really do much but that like i just teach and i just came from so, my studio right now so, so. it's it's like a full-time schedule painting yeah okay so i tried to put in like what would be a full-time job but terse painting and then you okay. know i do the teaching too like yeah, yeah in between cool yeah but definitely like i'm i'm there almost like, a full-time job yeah 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 but it's it's great like i I love when I do get to get out, you know, because it's like refreshing after putting in work yeah, type yeah, of yeah. thing. But, but yeah, for the most part, yeah, I'm definitely there most of the time. It's just that and teaching or spending time with my girlfriend and, you know, at home and stuff. That's yeah. really it, dude. Cool, man. <laughs> well, um, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. It's been a pleasure. I thank Likewise. you. We talked about a lot of dark stuff. And I appreciate you sharing like that's personal it. family history. That yeah. is, that's intense. But I think that like, that is one of the things that I really enjoy talking to people about because everybody's perspective is so different in this art scene, you know? For and sure. then, and then like, uh, and I think that the perspective of like, you know, Latin American countries is one that resonates a lot with me. Cause I think that 
as a global south we are all sort of tied in some ways for sure you know? like, for sure yeah yeah. Uh, yeah which is which is really interesting anyway thank you so much thank uh, you for having me oh dude it's been a pleasure I'll, i'd love to have you uh, back on and i hope to, to run into you at, at openings again Absolutely. You know, now that now that i know that's my favorite part like now after you know an, after an interview i can be like yeah hey, what's up man yeah yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. absolutely it, it's not like we have to meet like 50 times before, to get comfortable with each other for sure, you know? for sure. but uh yeah and then thank you guys for watching we'll be back next week with another guest and another topic that may or may not be art related